Anytime you ever see somebody flexing on you, you immediately want to take them down. Like you see in a guy the car that's too nice or watches that's too nice, he shows off a little bit and you're going, who the hell does that guy think he is? Yeah. I interpret that as like talking down to me. <laughs> yeah, like, me too. <laughs> like that's the, everybody's response. What I discovered is that like my clients, they, they hate that so much. If you're like us, you've dreamt of building your own business empire and the freedom it can bring you. But today there's hidden traps on the path of entrepreneurship placed by Big Brother and the big brands. So now we're forced to answer hard questions like, how do we grow a real company without taking on debt or giving away ownership? Or how can we get leads and buyers for our own products when there's so much competition with deep pockets? Finally, those questions are answered, and tens of thousands of people are taking the challenge to walk the new path of entrepreneurship. Follow this podcast while I ask about their shocking journey from failure to freedom. You can join them too at onefunnelaway.com. I'm your host, Steve J. Larson, and you're listening to One Funnel Away Stories. Boom, what's going on, everyone? It is Steve Larson. Welcome back to the One Funnel Away Stories show. That's my favorite four-letter word. have to start with that every time. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm very excited for this episode today, guys. Uh, I have the honor and privilege of, uh, of interviewing another giant. And, um, you know, at the beginning of the show, we started going in and we were asking a lot of people who went through the One Funnel Away Challenge, hey, what was your story? But, but now I wanted to transition and go a little bit more to those people who are also uh, just killing it from other spots and they already have been for a while and uh, <laughs> Jeff Miller comes up. So welcome to the show, Jeff. I appreciate that a lot. Uh, it's been really cool like watching you and your journey and, and everyone's got their like come up phase, right? And my come up was really like getting my brain broken by ClickFunnels, Russell Brunson and specifically like with Dan Henry. Cool. And so I've got like my own little like ClickFunnels service like, oh my God, this could work. And everybody needs that like a domino effect moment, right? Yeah. So we can talk about that for a bit and then we can talk about how like like I really transitioned to realizing like I need to improve just as much as like to the, the clients, customers that I want to grow with. Yeah. So talk about that for a bit. Um, I started landing like $10,000 a month deals with a funnel, right? Which is like kind of like blows me out of the water plus yeah. other stuff, right? But um, and then ultimately like how we started the the butt group, which you can talk about for a bit. So we've got a whole bunch of things. We'll play by ear and see what happens. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited. Very, very much so. I guess starting out though, um, what, uh, what is it that you do? So everyone knows. So, so I run a Facebook ad agency down in Miami, Florida. Right. Um, and I rent the back half of like a super old newspaper. Building. Like this was like originally where they had like the printing presses and the leaky steam valves and like the one light that swings in the wind. Like, <laughs> like that's, that was that building. And it was made in like, like the thirties or the forties or fifties. And I rent the back half. And what happens is like, like I would bring a client in and I'd be like, I'm in the newspaper building at this address. And they're like, you're a Facebook ad agency. I'll go, yeah, but it's a cool place. So I have to walk them through not the front of the building because that's the newspaper side, but through the garage where they have these like huge, massive printing presses. Cool. And it's super weird. Like, like there's like oil spots on the floor that you have to walk around and like the ground's not level, but it's super cool character. Like you have to walk them through the back and then like the newspaper has like screenshots or like clips of, of the newspaper, like the thirties, forties, fifties, like there's history. You have to walk through like a long, dark alleyway. And then the door opens up and then it's like white Ikea furniture and like TV screens and like the stand up desks and those like weird like uh, desk bikes that you pedal is like it, it like totally transforms. But it's like the weirdest thing to be in like an old school newspaper building and, and selling direct measure result Facebook ads like this is huge contrast. And that's like the theme of my life. By the way. Like I live in Miami, Florida. I don't speak Spanish. Right. Like everyone thinks I'm from Chicago. I was like, nope, I was born here. Nobody believes me. Right. But that's that's where I am. So, yeah, I run a Facebook ad agency in Miami. We do pest control, bike shop, car washes, 
Uh, we're starting to do dentists, which is really darn cool. And since I was documenting my journey on my Facebook page, a lot of people were like, oh, I'm going to see what that is about. So we're doing things like sneaky surveys, welcome text, uh, Ryan Levasque's ask method, right? Which I learned about in like MBA school, right? Yeah. And everyone was like, oh my God, I had no idea. You're supposed to aggressively call your client's leads and prove your client is following up. I was like, yeah, I do that all the time. They're like, holy crap, how do you do that? Um, we have like a wall-sized whiteboard where we like, I, like Michelangelo, you start drawing stuff. People buy plans for me all the time, like blueprints, right? Yeah. And I had uh, the CEO, he was the former senior vice president of Marriott Real Estate, come in. I met him through an in-person event. And that's just how I am. Like, I just meet people in person. Like, that's just normal for me, which is the opposite of like how most online, you know what I mean, right? Especially today, um, yeah. All right. And he's like, what do you do? I was like, I do Facebook ads for small businesses across Miami. He said, I'm looking to grow my business. I said, let's talk. I had no idea who this guy was, right? We come in, he writes me a $10,000 check in three weeks. And I was like, oh, okay, that's okay. I can charge $10,000 now. That's the thing, right? <laughs> Up until that point, and this is probably like me six months or seven months down my journey. For the first 90 days, I was just shoving Facebook ads in people's faces saying, buy my Facebook ads, buy my Facebook ads, buy my Facebook ads. And that's like a mechanic saying, buy my pistons. I'm like, I don't need pistons. I need a car. Right. 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 So like, I started to transform how I talk to people and say like, look, you don't want Facebook ads. You want a growth strategy. You want a plan to get more customers. You need a CMO who can bring in better ideas and keep your staff on track. Yeah. Right. They started talking less about Facebook ads, less about what I do. And more about solving their problems and using verbiage that they use, which is very tribal language, Ryan Levasque, ass style, bucket style, stuff like that. Then all of a sudden, people are a lot more comfortable paying me a lot of money. The first 90 days of my Facebook ad agency, I'm a grand total of zero dollars because I was trying to shove Facebook ads in Google's faces like Facebook ads, Facebook ads. The next 90 days, I probably made $30,000. And then I started charging $10,000 a month for this car wash and he absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. Wow. He had, a, he had a dependable partner, pick up the phone, had a plan to communicate, train his staff, prove that the thing worked, get clients in the door, audit the call recording, sneaky surveys, welcome text. We were running Ryan Labasque Ask Method customer research to the locations he was thinking about expanding to. Mm. And I would tell him, look, the research says nobody here wants a car wash. So take it off the map. We would run over here. And I would say, look, we've got 15 or 30 responses, and there's a huge segment that has minivans with Cheetos in it. Guess what we're doing? We're launching a car wash. And we'd circle that location on the map. That was worth to him $10,000 a month easily. Like that, that's the type of like transformation. So yeah, that's a long-winded answer. Now I have a, a Facebook group with a butt on it. Basically, got agency scaling secrets. It's hilarious, right? Like it's super fun. Yeah. And, and I was like ashamed of it, but. <laughs> It turned out pretty darn cool. So, that is yeah. cool. I've totally seen it. Yeah, I've been there. That's awesome. Um, okay, so you just dropped like a lot of really powerful stuff with this. So you're saying, <laughs> so when you, <laughs> I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes. Oh, yeah. um, so while you're going in and you're, 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 okay, so everyone says I'm in the widget business. You're saying stop saying that. I want to go sell what they actually want and use that yeah. as my hook and use that as what I promise for people and, and, was that the change that started one of them? That was, that really helped. That was, my, that was the one thing. Like everyone's like, what was the one big change? It was literally me changing how I was talking to people about the thing I could use to solve their problem. And this is the analogy that I use. Like, like imagine I'm going to mechanic and my Lamborghini is on fire and it's smoking everywhere and I'm freaking out. And the guy's like, hey, did you want to buy this piston? I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? I, what does pistons have to do with it? My car's on fire, right? Like right. that makes no sense. 
like, I don't know if you have sciatica problems, but I deadlifted once in high school. So my left leg goes nuts. It's stupid, right? Yeah. Like, like that, that makes no sense. Like my brain is not going, my uh, C4 and C5 or L4 or L3 is like the, the, the disc is funky. Like my brain doesn't do that, right? Nobody's brain does that. They say my left leg is numb and this sucks, right? The best chiropractors in the world are not tech flexing that they know about the L4 and the L5. No chiropractor is walking up to me and saying, hey, you know what, Jeff, you know what your problem is? Like you got an L4 and L5 and your left leg is a little bit longer than the right one and that's that's why it hurts. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? My left leg is numb. If that chiropractor wanted to do a damn good job, he'd say, Jeff, if I'm understanding correctly, you're saying your left leg is numb? I go, yeah. And, and I say, okay, I think we can fix that for you. You want to hear more? All of a sudden, he's using the same language I'm using. Now I know he understands my problem. In the car example, the guy said, oh, it looks like your car's on fire. Would you like us to fix that? Yes, of course, right? Don't talk pistons. Don't talk L4 or L5s. At 10,000, our college is not going like, hey, guess what? We need another website. He's not saying we need Facebook ads. He's saying I need a growth strategy. So guess what? I removed Facebook ads. I removed website. I said, here's your 90-day growth strategy. And I said, what's your goal of the next 90 days? He says, I want to go from zero to 15 locations and do it sustainably. It's so funny, Mr. Johnson. I've got a growth strategy that'll help you go from zero to 15 locations sustainably. He's like, I'm listening. Yeah. It was the same blueprint, different label. And that made him go, oh my God, finally somebody understands my problems. It's the same therapy for the chiropractor. He's just changing the language. Yeah. It's the same distance for the car. He's just changing the language. Now all of a sudden we're talking the same language. And all of a sudden, like we don't have this like huge gap that we have to uncover. It's like, hey guys, we know what we need to do. Let's talk about getting it done. And so like my one big thing that took me from like struggling and, and shoving Facebook ads in everybody's face and making agency minimum wage, which is like a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars a month management, right. to getting a CMO of his own company with millions of dollars of cash that was selling franchises left and right and, and wanted to work with really smart people was the language. Same thing, how, just the way you talk about it. Yeah. And I think it's the same for every industry. Like Elon Musk doesn't drop PhD technical knowledge when he sells a billion dollars of cars, right? Right. That makes total so that, okay. So like for everybody watching this, it's like just just how do your customers talk? Talk like that. Talk like that. And you will answer than ever before. It's funny because usually when I'm going and I'm talking to someone about their funnel or their offer and it's clearly not working, it really does come back to they don't have enough clarity on who they actually want to work with. So they can't yeah. speak their language because there's so many possibilities that they've never identified. And like, yep. okay, not that person, not that person. And it feels like, I don't know if this felt this way to you when you did this, but it feels like you're, you're saying no to a child. You're like, no, but I could sell them. No, no, no I could sell them. And you're like, no, 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 <laughs> it's not about coulds. It's the dream. One person yep. speak like that. Yep. I was going to say that really, that's really, really hard for most people. It, yeah. It's if nearly impossible, especially if you're short on cash, short on time and you feel like you're starving, you need to eat whatever you can. Yeah, I get it. But I want people to transition from the from the gatherer approach to the hunter approach. I want you to go hunting. I want you to study your prey. I want you to figure out where the deers are, if it's too big, if it's too small, how many antlers. And by the way, I've never gone hunting before, so I don't know if this like works, right? But you once you understand like, yeah, right? Like, <laughs> I just speak with confidence, right? Yeah. Like, like if you can imagine, guys, we're going to go hunting. And before we go hunting, we're going to look at the map. We're going to understand the topography, the geography, the language. We are what we're supposed to take and nothing else. I don't want anyone going hunting, driving a tank, right? Not a good idea, right? You probably, by the way, are over-equipped and not going to hunt anything, yeah. right? 
everything's going to be scared away. But the best hunters go with the least amount of stuff and the most effectiveness. And the easiest way to know who you should be going for, I'm not kidding, is the customer research process. Before I launch any agency, any product, any service, whether it's online, coaching, digital, done for you, done with you, whatever it is, I always run customer research first. I know if it's going to work before a good luck. I know what to teach it. I know what to do for them. And ultimately, I know if I want to do them in the first place. And so I see the same mistake that you're looting out with people who launch agencies, which is we'll do everything for everybody. I'm like, the best way to be fundamentally unhappy is to try to make everybody happy. Right? <laughs> Amen. You know, like, I'm not trying to make every girl happy. I'm just trying to make one girl happy. Right. Yeah. Let me do that. Right. Like, I'm not trying to make every dentist happy. I'm trying to make only dentists that sell implants to, to be happy. Right. I'm not trying to make every bike shop happy. Just the ones that sell $10,000 Argon 18s happy, right? Right. Like not trying to be all for everybody. I'm just trying to follow what the customer research says, do that, and everything else lines up. That's a good line right there. Oh, yeah. man. You're actually the second person in a row to bring this up, that the difference yeah. between them making it and not was clarity on uh, and going through customer uh, research, dream customer research. Yeah. And so for you, what, is that, what does that look like to find out what <sighs> – how to, how to speak like they speak. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's super cool. So this is what I was learning and did at University of Chicago, Washington, St. Louis, Intel Ericsson, like every Fortune 50 company, like they just pull these MBAs that used to work at McKinsey and they just do this. Like they, they charge $10,000 an hour to do this. It's hilarious. And then because they're charging so much, that client has confidence to like put a billion dollars into a factory or something like that. Um, hmm, and that, that's how it is. Like, oh, I charge a lot. It must be right. So like I learned how to do that there, but I didn't learn how to do it using the ask method by Ryan Labass. Mm. Like I just learned that was just MBA custom research that they did. Right? right. Back then you have to pay like huge number of marketing companies and then they'd interrupt you at the mall and it would be bad information. And then they'd be like, if you give us all fives, we'll give you a $20 gift certificate to Amazon. I'm like, great, fives down the board. Like it's not gonna work, right? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like not a good idea, right? Um, and so you'd have to like charge a lot to deal with all that stuff. And then I read Ryan Labass's book. And that was recommended to me by like three or four people in my space. And I'm like, just read this. I was like, fine. And the second half of the book is much better than the first half of the book. But here's what I discovered, Amen. right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Here's what I discovered. Like, if you ask somebody to write five questions, you get 95% of the way of unlocking their wallet. Five questions, nothing else. Like, you, you don't have to spend days, weeks, months. You don't have to be an expert to shortcut it, like, just like McKinsey consultants do. Yeah. Five questions, nothing else. You ask 15 to 30 people, get quality responses. And then you have positive confirmation from the universe that it's going to work. Needs, wants, fears, and goals, what they hate or what they try. That's it. What do you need? What are you afraid of? Needs, wants, fears, and goals, what you hate, what you try. That's it. All I do is run a Facebook ad to a city. Hey, what's the number one thing you want to learn about a car wash? And they fill out the rest. And then we're good. And half the time they leave their email. So you've got free customers. That's it. And now you use that to launch ads yeah. that direct address the challenge. Use that to write the copy on your funnel or your book. Like that's it. Yeah. And most most customers don't want every single problem solved. They don't want to be like, like you shouldn't try to be Amazon or Publix or whatever grocery store goes, right? Yeah. Just solve one problem, right? And so if it turns out like like uh, in Boca Raton, right, Florida, like that's fundamentally different than like uh, El Paso, Texas, right? Not gonna happen. Turns out people there talk different, different geographies, different incomes, different everything. Can't take the same app. It's not gonna work. This right. is for basically local agent. The analogy is like different niches or like, you know, like real estate has like five or six subjects. 
right? right? So all we did was run custom research in El Paso, Texas, and then that was the ad. And then we ran custom research in Boca Raton, Florida, and that was the ad. They were fundamentally different, which was different than the ads that were in New York and Los Angeles, California. It was just different, right? That's how people are different. Yeah. There's no snow in Florida. I can't run the same ad in, in, in North Carolina during December, right? Different. So all we were doing is solving the biggest, most common word cloud of that form. And people were more than happy to spend money with it. So, yeah. That's fascinating. So the yeah. biggest word club, the biggest, okay, biggest word in that yeah. word cloud. Like sick and tired of blank, like like that very Dan Kennedy headline, right? Yeah. Sick and tired of what? I don't know. I've spent all this time on Google trying to become an expert in this problem that I'm not familiar with. And I'm going, that's cool because I just spent 100 bucks in 30 minutes. And I got 55 people telling me their number one problem with blank is blank. So I'm done. You can keep trying to spend months. <laughs> Solution is the ad copy on that. That's brilliant, man. Yeah. That's brilliant. Okay, so yeah. you go in and it's been this customer research phase going in. I mean, really really has made the major difference for you. Uh, is there anything you did to the funnel itself that made it? I wish I, I was good at computers and tech and landing pages and websites. Look, I'm colorblind. Okay. I tried coding. That was horrible. My drag and drop, like I hate it. And like the worst part about all this is like I'll move stuff and then the stuff will respond to me moving like it moves over and I freak out. I hate it. Right. <laughs> like my brain is not built for interactiveness. It's built for like a desk. And I move stuff, right? So like as soon as I start touching funnels, my brain yells at me. Yeah. It's horrible, right? And there's so many combinations that as a guy who wants to go hunting, I have no idea what to touch or fix. None. Yeah. Right. And it's the worst experience for me ever. And I'll see like really great funnels and I'm like, how did they make that big font and then a little bit smaller? And I'm like, mine will never look like that. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. Right. So like I run stupid, simple like and it works and the reason why it works is because it's all based on customer research i've never run a successful split test i've never a b tested any buttons i didn't know blue (laughs) was better than red you know i'm talking about like like if if winning is is the design of your website i think you haven't addressed the customer research or the client avatar correct right like you need positive beyond a shadow at 100 this is going to work cool let's build a website Right. Yeah. But if you're going website first, you're probably doing an aspect. Yeah. And so to answer your question, like whether it was the, the eight thousand dollar month bike shop where we're selling ten K bikes, or the the CMO as a service ten thousand dollar car wash, or even now with thirty five hundred dollar month implants, or even two thousand dollar pest control, like or even like the, the four thousand dollar month private school, it's one landing page. It's one offer, it's one funnel, that's it. Yep nothing else don't make it complicated don't get too far into it like i don't build my own what i spend my time on is is what you just said it's positioning how far in the customer journey of what they're already moving towards where do i want to pick them up and where do i not want to work with them clarity on it's those things that that has made all the difference for me as well like you you dropped one other really cool i've never heard anyone describe it like this you said don't tech flex yeah i love that no yeah it's horrible like it's the worst thing in the world Anytime you ever see somebody flexing on you, you immediately want to take them down. Yeah. Every time. Like you see in a guy the car that's too nice or boxes that's too nice, he shows off a little bit and you're going, who the hell does that guy think he is? Yeah. Like what? Yeah. Like, and when somebody comes in and tries to, I interpret that as like talking down to me. <laughs> yeah, like, me too. <laughs> it's like, 
do you think you are? Do you know who I am? That's everybody's response. And like, like, that's just not my cup of tea. And there are some people that respond positively to that where they like, like, I'm like, I'm not really into it. So like, what I discovered is that like my clients are, they, they hate that so much more. Yeah. Either because they've been mistreated in the past or their, their perceived inability to understand tech has been like pushed onto them or they're over the age of 35 and they're like, I don't know how Google works anymore. Why do you talk to me about Panda? Like, what is that? Like, why is that a conversation? Right? I don't know. Like, there's no reason to try to impress upon somebody how great you are. You really should be pressing upon how much you understand their problem. When you do that, the, the money flows a lot faster. People are a lot more confident. Everything makes a lot of sense. Like, like, don't be the arrogant surgeon trying to say, of course it didn't work. Like, oh, thanks so much. Like, great. You know, now I just feel worse. Yeah. And so, like, when I sell, I mean, there's this very nice Delaware couple. And uh, they run a dentist office. And it's literally like, like they're not Jewish, but they act like two Jewish parents. Like, hey, honey, how you doing? It's so nice to talk to you on the phone. Wow, Deborah's coming over tonight at four o'clock. Tell her I'm making s'mores. Like that, that was our Zoom call, <laughs> right? It's just and the camera angle's all weird and they're taking notes. Like they don't know what they're doing, right? And they've tried Facebook advertising before. The, the, the Facebook ads guy in me or the culture of the Facebook ad agencies to say, all right, open it up and I'll tell you what you're doing wrong. That's tech flex. There's no reason for me to tell this nice elderly couple that just wants to sell their dental office and retire in Florida what they did wrong. Yeah. There's no advantage in that. I'm not opening up their website. I'm not saying, obviously, your website's not fast enough. I'm not opening up their ads manager and saying, obviously, your pixel installed correctly. I'm not opening up, I'm not auditing anything. They paid me $3,500 on the call specifically because I said, look, if I understand correctly, I think I understand your problem. Let me just repeat what I heard from you customer research, right? I just asked them those questions on the call, right? And I say, look, I think I can solve your problem. Can I show you how my program works? How much it costs? How we guarantee it? And ultimately ask you when you want to start. They're like, yes. So I showed them the program, whiteboard style. Here's my six boxes. And I said, look, this program costs money. You get it. I'm going to be charging you money at the end of this call. Before we talk about how much, I want to make sure, A, I understand your problem. Is that correct? You feel like I understand your problem? Cool. B, does this program make sense for your business? Can you see how it can move in the right direction? And C, is the result what you want? Great. Would you like to know how much it costs? No tech flexing. No trying to be like, I'm the biggest in the biz because I never will be. I don't get to show off my biceps or my chest. I don't get to show off my car or how fast my computer is. I don't get to show off my, my lowest cost per click in the industry. By the way, I have the most expensive leads in the industry. Every leaderboard is, I set the ball at the bottom, right? Like my cost per leads are through the roof. I don't care. Yeah, they do my client. They just want the result and somebody who understands. So yeah, no reason to tech flex. You can still get somebody interested in paying you money as long as you understand the problem. Most people don't care how great you think you are. Most people don't want to be talked down to, which is the side effect of tech flexing. And ultimately, you can still run a, a, a damn good business with real life human beings that want to pay you money because of it. You know, I love that you bring that up because uh, one of the first ads people I ever hired, or was it was they were. You know, I, I set several agencies against each other to see who I wanted to go for. And um, this person kept saying, well, what kind of recency score do you want? And I was like, I don't even know. I've never heard of that in my life. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm not run, I don't run ads. I don't know how to run ads. I'm not good at it at all. You know, I'm like, well, what about this? What about this? And after a while, I was like, dude, this is what I'm paying you to know. I don't need to know your jam. Just give me the result. That's exactly what you said. It's like, oh, man, I can't handle this. So 
I don't know the outcome of that, and I don't want to know their name, but if this person wanted to, to earn your business, best serve you, he would have said, hey, so let's spend 15 to 20 minutes figuring out what you're trying to accomplish, and I'm asking a series of questions, and make sure that what I'm doing aligns with what you're doing. And I call that the onboarding call, even though it's not, right? I literally have like 15 questions that I ask. If, if they finish it, they're going to be no way around. Like, you understand their problem. And then he says, okay, I want to make sure I understand your problem. You're looking for somebody that just gets it done and you want minimal communication. You just want to trust that they're doing it and you want bi-weekly updates even though you'll never respond. Yeah. Great. And if I understand correctly, you're a big fan of commander's intent, which is when I don't respond, just do what you feel is best and let me know what happened. That's how I, that's how I, I talk to people that I do business with, by the way. Don't keep asking me for permission. Just you're an adult. Figure it out. Let's say he did that and said, okay, I'm going to outline a plan. And here's the six big steps. I'm not going to get techie, but you should understand this because we're going to have conversations about it, you and your staff. Mm. And I want to let you know, I guarantee this program, you will get X results in nine number of days or risk reversal, very Dan Kennedy style, right? Yeah. He would have earned your business nine times out of 10, right? Yeah. And what would happen, by the way, is let's say he doesn't earn your business. Somebody else beat him out and be like, you know what, Jack? You're damn good. I've got a referral for you. Yeah. That's what would happen. He then goes back to his staff and then text flexes on each other. Go have a good time. You know, get into car culture <laughs> if you want to see. You ever see sneakerheads? Oh my God, you guys are exhausted, right? <laughs> that's not the client conversation. So, yeah. Oh man, that's awesome. Well, I didn't even ask you so much. Okay, so the funnel came in. Well, I got like, yeah. I got one more question here. That's about it. That's all I got. But uh, so, so the funnel itself though, so you went in, you don't change much on the funnel. You change the positioning, how you understand the problem. It's brilliant, brilliant. Thanks for sharing that. Um, Final question though, what did you have to, is there anything you personally had to kind of get over, grow into, overcome in order to do that? Yeah, it's it, like the the shortness of the longest is becoming an adult, which is sounds weird. <laughs> Just becoming an adult, right? Like understanding that you will not know everything at all at the same time. Stuff will always go wrong. You can't make everybody happy and you're trying to not be perfect. You're trying to make it work, which is how adults live their life, Right. If you're between like 16 and 25, you have this like idealization of your perfect life, right? Like, yeah. oh my God, there's going to be like white picket fences and two golden retrievers. And it's going to be Maxie and John. And it's going to be stuff like you. That's how you imagine it, right? Yeah. Like that's your perfect world. The challenge is that like with most Facebook ads or online marketing, that's where people are, yeah. either through age or their journey. This is the perfect world. The adultness for me, which is what works, came in on the 90th day. It was sitting as close as possible, not to my tech, not my tools, but my clients and customers. It was realizing we're not trying to make the best margarita. We're trying not to not win any awards. I'm trying to make my margarita customers love my margaritas. Yeah. That's it. Right. And, and that the problem with that is you have to abandon everything you ever imagined up until that point in your journey. Like I remember the first uh, Russell Brunson webinar that I was on. I was like, Oh my God, this is so amazing. This is like, it was the perfect world, right? Like Tony Robbins and I are going to be best friends. Hey, it's going to be awesome, <laughs> right? Like that's what happens, right? And when I watched Dan Henry's webinar, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be so cool. I'm going to have like the, the wedding reception that he had. It's going to be amazing. We're going to be best friends, right? And then like I watched everyone's journey and the challenge is that was their journey, not mine. Yeah. I was trying to live their life, not mine. Yeah. And I like my life a lot more than theirs. Right. <laughs> yeah. and so like I had to realize at a point, which is again on the 90th day, and that's not like a time frame, that's just how it works for me. Is that like as long as I sat close to my customers and try to solve their problem for a fair rate, I didn't try to fix everything. 
I said, this is what we're going to do together. And you're going to pay me money for it. And they said, yes. And because of it, now I'm, I'm living the life that I want, which is not the life that I saw online, the life that I saw in a webinar or something else. This is, this is my life. Yeah. And I like my life a lot more. The problem is, like I mentioned earlier, up until that point, you're living somebody else's. So like that adultification of what's going to work really, really matters. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Okay. That's fascinating. Becoming an adult. Yeah. That's a, Sucks, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, me, that's the next shirt right there. Capitalist pig requires adulthood. No, no. I've got my butt logo and we've got all sorts of fun phrases. Okay. <laughs> One of them is to be an adult. We've got tell your brain to, you know, and like all sorts of curse words. It's super fun. Okay. <laughs> that one's all <awesome>. yours. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, speaking of, I guess, where can people find more of you and follow you and such? Because I mean, you're oh, wealth of okay. knowledge. It's, I want to say it's a crazy journey. So like we started the butt group like two and a half years ago, three years ago, something like that. And I'll tell you what, for everybody watching us, I was originally ashamed. I didn't know it was ASS. That's our logo, right? It's literally a butt. It was agency scaling secrets, right? And I remember I paid Jeff Minibach, who's doing massive work now, to make our cover photo for our group. And he put agency scaling secrets. And this guy named Ball Deep, who's like really successful, doesn't want to be famous, is like, hey, Jeff, just so you know, your, your logo says. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, look at it. I was like, oh, my God. My, <laughs> my life is ruined. Like, what do you mean? And so I talk with Arnie Gisky and, and Mark Levine here in Miami. They're like, man, go full on butt. Just embrace it. I was like, you guys are liars. Don't do it. And I was ashamed of my group. I invited one person for two weeks and that was it. Since then, we've grown to like 45,000 members. Oh my gosh. I'm actively purging 1,000 members a week. Like if you're not active, you're out. And the number still continues to grow. Uh, I do a lunch and learn every Wednesday. People would see my face, see my screen, explore how I'm thinking about problems. I do an interview every Friday. People are a lot smarter than me. Uh, we just did a $100 thread where people can sell stuff. I was like, I didn't want like side PMings. Like, no, guys, just, just don't do that. We're going to have a thread. There's a thousand comments. And I swear, some people were selling like $5,000 of stuff for 100 bucks. I was like, yo, I'm buying all of it. <laughs> like, it is amazing. Like, like agencies in a box, ads in a box, mortgages. So, yeah, it's Facebook ad, agency scaling secrets. You'll know because there's like a butt on the logo and it's a damn good time. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh, man. That is hilarious. That's so funny. Yeah, man. Uh, so they, they can go to agency selling secrets or scaling secrets? Uh, ads, agency scaling secrets. Have them at the top of uh, Facebook. Facebook ads, agency scaling secrets. You'll see the logo with a butt. You cannot miss it. It is right there. I, it's actually um, and it in means, my mind. I, I know exactly what it looks like. It's a little yeah. cheeks. Yep. Yeah, it's like two little, it's the best ever. Yeah, right we have, we've got shirts that are coming out. I wear that in public. People are like, what is that? I'm like, it's fine. It's a thing. But yeah, it's, it's a good time. And originally we were going to do Agency Scaling Secrets University. We had all this swag loaded up. Uh, we were going to have the back half of the University of Miami, but then like, you know, Corona and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and we had like three, 400, 500 people like ready to fly in. I was like, damn, that would have been so cool to meet the tribe. Like that would have been awesome. But I mean, that, that'll be pushed up. I think you had to push off your event too. But yeah, yeah it's, it's basically got Agency Scaling Secrets. Oh, that's awesome. Jeff, dude, thanks so much uh, for taking the time here. And everyone go check out his group. Uh, amazing, amazing brilliance. That was, uh, that's fantastic, man. Thank you so much. I hope every single person listening to this does at least one thing from it and makes an F ton of money. Yeah. You're, you're, you're not the first person now to say it's clarity on the who that actually got them there. So I love it. I love it. Awesome, man. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. You got it. Have a great day. Okay. Me too. Bye-bye. This show is filled with stories of failure to freedom from those who've taken the one funnel away challenge. You can take the same challenge they did at onefunnelaway.com. 
The One Funnel Away Challenge is 30 days of live handholding to coach you through your next sales funnel launch. And no, you do not need to be a techie. Here's how it works. Week one, you'll learn to create a winning offer. Week number two, you'll design a lucrative sales message that sells your offer. Week three, you'll finally crack open your ClickFunnels account, whether you have one or you need one, and you'll build your funnel. Week four, you'll learn to send traffic to your new funnel for automated leads and sales. You can come get all of this with live coaching at onefunnelaway.com. Onefunnelaway.com is for all products and services, whether you're selling physical or digital, online or offline, business to business, business to consumer. This works for those of you who are new and you have no product or no idea yet. It also works if you're experienced and just need another way to sell or add another product. Basically, if you need leads or sales, this is for you. My friend, the life you want, the marriage you want, the family that you want is going to be fueled by the business that you build. Come check out the next starting date and accept a 30-day challenge with thousands of other entrepreneurs operating at all stages and come get started at OneFunnelAway.com. As one of the coaches myself, I'm excited to have you and I'll see you at OneFunnelAway.com.